Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Hi, everyone. Elaine and Diane here. And we know that you want your complex kids to grow up to be happy and independent. And yet you're not always sure how or when to help with that. In this podcast, we'll encourage you to collaborate with all kinds of complex kids and support them in navigating life and learning. And we'll interview leading experts from around the world, as well as parents in our own community, talking about how training for parents actually helps these complex kids. We'll talk about the issues we hear parents struggling with all the time and how a coach approach can support and empower your amazing young people. We won't tell you what to do. We're going to help you figure out how. So let's move on to the next conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to another conversation in the Parenting with Impact podcast. I am excited for this conversation today with Joe Dodge. Joe, welcome. It's great to have you. you. Great to be here. We are going to talk inspiration and empowerment and positivity. And and Joe has recovered from a world of career in corporate and is writing children's books and books for moms and doing some cool stuff in the world. So let's dive in and tell us how you came from where you started across the pond to landing in my own home of Atlanta, Georgia, and to be doing this work. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I'll make cliff notes as as quickly as possible because it's quite a long story, but basically 27 years ago, I came over here as an intern um, and I was studying hotel management and was at the Atlanta Marriott Marquis and was supposed to go back. I was married there. Were you really? Yeah. That's where my wedding reception was. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's where I met my husband. So (laughs) we share something in common. Um, Yeah. So I was there supposedly for a year, ended up meeting my husband, who also was working there at the time and roll forward. um, Now, 27 years later, we have four boys and I never went home. I still visit home. England is definitely still home to me, but this is home as well. But yeah, I, I got married very young. I was in my early 20s and had a child at 23. So we have four boys and my oldest is 25. And then we have a 19 year old and then 13 and 10. So we have kind of a big range with our, with our boys. And to be very honest, like that was what being married that young and having a child that young, I'm still a child myself, essentially really put me into this. I was, I very quickly got on that hamster wheel of like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? You know, like having to work harder, work harder, work harder and completely lost myself in Mm -hmm. balancing, trying to be a parent, trying to be a wife, trying to climb the corporate ladder. And honestly, I didn't really ever stop. I knew internally there was something going on. I knew I wasn't happy, really happy internally. And there was guilt that came with that. And there was, you know, lots of resentment that came with that, but I didn't ever stop and do anything about it until COVID hit until 2020. And then I was forced to stop. (laughs) So I got furloughed from my job, which for me was the best thing that could have ever happened because it really did make me stop and evaluate what are we doing here? (laughs) (laughs) And really, can I just pause you for one second to highlight that? Because, you know, in our coaching groups, we often, we start all of our coaching groups with celebrations. Mm. It's not uncommon for a parent to come to a call and go, I don't know what to celebrate. Yeah. And sometimes when we don't know what to celebrate, 
you know, I guide them to say, what's not going well that you're handling better than you thought you would? Mm. Or, yeah. And and so it's very common that the gifts are in the challenges Absolutely. in our community, especially. And so I love that notion that being furloughed was actually a gift for you. And it sounds like you were able to see that, which is beautiful. I was. Yeah, it was it actually quite quickly. I was able to see it as well, because in the past. So that, you know, that had been happening for 27 years. But in the past, like 10 years, my youngest son, Joseph, is what you would define as a complex kid. And we were still going through. You know, he has some undiagnosed health issues. He certainly has some learning challenges. And so it had been like on top of everything. I was trying to juggle how do I parent Joseph? Like, how can I give him the best of me? And yet I wasn't even giving me the best of me. Yeah. And well, that and was- it sounds like what you were doing for the other kids, you had enough experience to know that, to know what to do and it wasn't working. Totally. Yeah. 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 And then, but then I also didn't have the, I didn't have the support system. I didn't have the resources of like, how, how do I work with this? How do I cope with all these doctor's appointments? What are the right questions to ask? How do I, you know, but more importantly, it was this realization that I cannot keep going like this because I have nothing left to give inside. Like I really was so depressed and so down. Depleted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was nothing left. And so that it really was when I was forced to stop, all these emotions came out because I was just exhausted. I was so tired. And so what was nice to your point, I allowed that to come and I allowed, like I allowed myself to be sad. I allowed myself to fight. You know, I found a therapist. I started taking various courses that just sounded good to me, like meditation courses. And I've done all kinds of things like sound healing and all these crazy Mm -hmm. things that, you know, before I'd have been like, I don't have time for that, but it's really helped me just internally feel better and what happened was all so, as soon so, as I did. Can I just, because you're just throwing me these gems. So if you don't <laughs> mind my like, like, yeah. highlighting occasionally. So one of the things we teach and talk about a lot is if you don't know where to focus, there are two options. Lean into relationship and focus on self-care. Yeah. And parent, we, we tend as moms, especially to see self-care as some kind of a luxury that we can mm. afford. Yeah. And in fact, what you're speaking to is, is that it, it is essential it has to the happen. health of our families. It has to happen. And that's the biggest realization I had was I have to stop with this. I actually had a coach at the time too. I, I got a coach and I was talking of this, you know, and this is a book I'm I'm about to write is stepping away from Supermom. It was yeah. you know learning how to take off the cape and just be because I was I was in this sort of martyrdom of like I have to get everything done. I have to do this. I have to you know all these things I have to do. And my coach very quietly said to me, she's like, Joe, you know you can take that Superwoman Supermom cape off. Cape off. Right. You don't have to wear it. And that was the biggest realization for me is like. How do, first of all, how do I do that? Because that's not the easiest thing to go from like that type of personality to just allowing things to come. But that's what I'm really passionate about helping other women see now is like, you can do it and you can. Actually, my life is now so much better than it's ever been. We still have the same issues. We still have an undiagnosed child and we still have, you know, we have all of the things that we had before, but I can handle them better because I'm taking care of me. And that's yeah, the biggest. Totally, totally like, you know, 
we are singing from the same singing in the same choir. So many things come up as I hear that. Like when we first started, and this has gone back, you know, over 12 years, we captured the first round of, of what we called our, our avatars of, of parents of complex kids. And one of them was Sue the Supermom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And she wears a cape and the whole thing. And, yeah. and we talk a lot about that difference between doing and being. Oh, yeah. And how difficult it is because we've been conditioned to do, 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 do. And you can still do Mm -hmm. from a different way of being. Absolutely. And that's really what what I think you're speaking to. Yeah. And and more and more, and that's actually one of the things, you know, coming into the new year, it's very different how it, it used to be really focused on what do I have to do or what have I not done? So it's all focused on doing. And so really I've come up with this, this mantra that I'm sharing with my, my clients and my friends is, you know, stop with the to-dos, stop with the to-dos of 2022. Who are you going to be in 2023? Like if you're going to focus on anything, focus on how you want to feel and who do you need to be to get to that point? And that's, yeah. you know, that's, the simplicity of it. it really is focusing on being yeah you can't see it but on my bulletin board every year diane and i start the year with it with an, an affirmation and energy of what do we want for this year and very often for several years in a row it was ease and flow oh i love want it. it to be e- i want to yeah. lean into ease and flow yeah and one year it was creative and curious so we always uh, start with something to really hold the energy that we want for the year because mm-hmm. doing is going to happen Oh, absolutely. It will right. definitely happen. Yeah. And it's yeah. whether you you decide, I, I love ease and flow. That's one of the things I have learned is like, how can I let this be easy or at least not easy? How can I let it be easier? Like yeah. instead of, you know, trying to swim upstream, how do I jump in and just let it flow and, and go with the flow? Well, um, and that starts with asking, what if, it, what if it was okay for it to be easy? Yeah, exactly. What would it look like to Allowing. Give permission for it to be easy? Yeah, such a big question. Yeah. And that that was the type of work I did. So in the past two years, that was like the type of, I was in, you know, lots of different groups where these questions were coming up. And at first it was so foreign. And I was, at first I was that sort of, I was the triggered Supermom Susan. You know, I was the the one that's like, I don't have time for that. That's nice for them. I don't have time. And it was, and it was this big shift of like, actually I do, you know, and it's just this, it's a, it's a shift in your mindset. And once you can just, it's going to, it's a process and it's certainly something that takes time, but with every day, if you keep up with this type of work, it gets so much better. It right. Really- well, and it is, it's a constant, like we're all a work in progress. Oh, yeah. And so part yeah. of, part of it is, I, I have to ask, this is a strange question. Yeah. But those of you who are seeing this on YouTube can see that that behind Joe's head is this giant sunshine on the wall. <laughs> Did that sunshine was that sunshine there before this no. or no. since? This was this was this is my company. So this is what happened. So in that time when I stopped, I had a six month furlough and I was invited to go back after that furlough ended. And there was just something within me. It was like, I can't, I cannot get back on that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, what can I do? And I, as I stopped and as I allowed these things to come, it was like the force it had turned on and like all this creativity, just like whoosh, it just came. And so that's where the books came from. I wrote these children's books. I then. And what I, are the children's books? Cause 
I mean, we'll, so, we'll link to them in the in the show notes. But so you wrote children's books. Let's yeah. So I I knew I'd always wanted to write um, children's books, but I had no idea like how to do it. So I I learned about that and I self published. The first one is called Tilly Toad's Heavy Load. They were all about like empowering, you know, the power of positive thinking, embracing diversity, and crushing fear. Those that's the kind of the theme of the books. Um, so Tilly Toad's Heavy Load is it came to me in a dream, and it was just all about it's all about allowing you know, feeling into your feelings, allowing them to come and then doing something with them. So, you know, learning how to feel your feelings and do something with them. And then the second book was I wrote with Joseph, my youngest son. And that was so amazing. It's called We All Like Different Things and that's A-OK with me. And it's all about diversity. And he... It's a poem that like he came up with the idea. He came up with that. We all like different things and that's a-okay with me. And then I, you know, kind of wrote a poem and he helped, you know, craft the poem, helped pick the illustrations, helped, you know, figure out how it was going to look. And I can tell you for him, that was the big, this was a child that would not raise his hand in the classroom. Mm-hmm. for fear of being wrong. Yeah. This was a child that, you know, in the special ed system that just was just frail and like, ooh, timid. And now he's a published author and we had a book launch party in our neighborhood and he was there signing books, asking people like, would you like a signed copy? You know, and like, and now he's, he's writing another book of his own, a chapter book, the secret adventures of Boomer and Rang, the incredible time traveling twins. I mean, he's just like, lovely for him, it's showing him that you don't have to like, so what if you physically find it hard to put pen to paper and write he, his imagination and his, he can tell a story so well. Yeah. And so let's forget about the, the, how you do that. Let's just do it. So that was so, big. So I want to, again, I'm going to highlight something because it's a yeah. great, it's a great coaching message, right? Is that we tend to get stuck in the how. Oh Yeah. And what you're speaking to is to have the vision, to allow our kids to have a vision, to encourage them in that vision, even if we think it's crazy or it's impossible or there's no way to encourage them in their vision anyway. Exactly. How will will work itself out? It will will show itself to you. The ability to dream and envision a future for yourself. That's what you want to create. That's what we want for our kids more than anything. Absolutely. And that's, that was the biggest piece with, and I'll get to the son in a minute with the company, but like, that was the biggest piece with Joseph was kind of opening his eyes at the same time that I I was opening mine to this Mm -hmm. new world of like, wow, now we can say we hold this vision and like, we don't know how it's going to happen. But and wow, okay. yeah. And right. like, yeah. And it's okay if it doesn't work out quite the way, because we learn from that too. So it was just all this fun of like, if it fails, so what we'll learn. And Joseph will tell you to this day, he's like, you know, failure is a gift. Like he, that's, yeah. he now, he now speaks like that. So, so we did that and we actually got like, it was on good morning America online. Like it was like, it got some coverage and that also helped him realize he, you know, he, he had been for so long inwardly feeling like he wasn't good at anything. And I was trying so hard to prove to him that he was, and he's now done it himself. Like, he's just like, Oh, you can't, you can't convince somebody of something. Wow. You need to experience it. Yeah, to experience so, it. And so these yeah. kids need a win. Yeah. And, and he had a really this massive win. win. Yeah. yeah. So that was that. And then the final children's book was Take That Fear. And it's based on a story with my now 13 year old, Ethan. And again, it's a very simple poem. Um, it's based on his experience. And so, you know, he helped craft it. And that was one. It's it's about 
stop saying fearless. Don't try to be fearless. Like we have to listen to our fear. We have to hear what it's saying because it's trying to protect us. But let's dig deep and find the voice of courage because that voice isn't always as loud. But when we can hear both and we can hear fear and we can hear courage, then we're going to do well. So so that's what that was. I say to my kid all the time, feel the fear and do it anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, don't let fear. The other other motto that really, I think, worked a lot for my kids was don't let fear of striking out keep you from Mm -hmm. the game. Yes. I love that. Some Disney movie or something. Yeah. (laughs) It just, you know, but just the right age. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly it. So those were like, those are the children's books that came in as I'd written them. And I was, you know, in the process of, of publishing Tilly and I was like, okay, I'm going to make my own company. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to go back to work. I'm going to try and see what happens if I launch my own company as an author and a coach and a speaker, because coaching and speaking was something I used to do. Like I was leading a small learning and delivery team, a learning and development team. And, you know, so I was used to coaching. I was used to speaking in a corporate environment, but I was like, well, what if I could do that, you know, differently? What if I can help other parents, you know, have this shift like I've had? So I made my company, I thought long and hard. I was like, you know, what what would be fun? Because that was the thing. I wanted it to be based in ease and flow and fun and what makes me feel good. So I came up with Jotopia, Jotopia Productions. And that's where this sun came from because I just started playing with a logo and I just, I was doing it myself and I was like, what colors make me feel good? What colors bring joy? And so that's where the yellow and the orange came. And then as I wrote out Jotopia, the dot of the eye, I was like, oh, that would be really cool if that dot of the eye was like a statement for me that brings me back to, you know, how I'm how I would like to feel in this world of Jotopia. And so for me, it's the sun, because even on my darkest days, I can find the sun. And that's been this big statement for me, like dealing with depression. And I am on this journey of coming out of depression. I'm currently weaning off of depression, antidepressants. Mm-hmm. But like, it's that realization that I can be sad and I can have problems and I can have these issues and I can find little ways to find joy every day. So for me, that's what this statement is. And it was really lovely to bring the boys along on that because they became within my company, they have roles. And so (laughs) Ethan was my, he is my director of dreams because he refuses to let me dream small. He has these big, bold, lofty dreams. And he's like, mom, Tilly's going to be, you know, the next Winnie the Pooh. And, you know, like he just, it was wonderful to see his joy in that. And then Joseph is my director of bear hugs and belly laughs because he is just so joyful. And we had this discussion of like, all right, I'm starting this company. There are going to be days where it's going to be really hard. There are going to be days where it, it, you know, I feel like giving up. And Joseph was like, yeah, and on those days you could do with a hug. I was like, I absolutely could do with a hug. And so now he'll see me and he's like, he'll just put his arms out and give me a big hug. And it's just been this lovely thing to have them come on this journey with us with you. Right. And there's something, what I love that you're modeling here is what we in coaching call transparency, Mm -hmm. right? We don't need to pretend to our kids that we've got it all together and that we know everything. We we actually need to be human to our kids and invite them on the journey of being human with all of the gifts and challenges that that come with that. Absolutely. I'm so passionate about that because that's, that's the thing I show my vulnerabilities to them. And it's like, yes. And they see me coming out of that. So they see you're not landing. And, and I want to be clear for people. You're yeah. not 
you're not landing it on them. You're not dropping it on them. No, you're allowing them to see the range. Absolutely. And sadness is one of the emotions you feel every day, likely. And so is joy. And so is everything in between. Right. And so knowing that all of that is what it is to be human is a really powerful lesson Mm -hmm. for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then you moved into a different kind of writing, it sounds like. Well, it's, yeah, it was interesting. So I did the children's books, but then I, in my heart, I knew like I had this feeling that I had to tell my story. And so I started this book that is coming, you know, stepping away from super mom. And, but it, at the time it felt heavy because I was still dealing with, you know, recovering from, from this lifestyle that I'd had. And it just felt, it didn't quite feel right. It felt like I was forcing something to come out that wasn't quite ready to come out. And so I sat and thought for a moment and I was just like, how can I take this really dark topic of depression and particularly depression in mums, and bring some sort of levity to it or something that opens up a conversation that doesn't feel as heavy as, you know, just talking about depression. And so I honestly don't know exactly where it came from. It was one of those, I think I just, again, I opened the door Downloads. to Downloads. Yeah, yeah, it was a download. And this poem just started coming from me and it's, it's Dear Mama Bear with the effed up hair. And that's like, it's this picture book for mums that I'm so passionate about because it is not just a silly book with a shocking title. It really is. It takes you on a journey from you know, the mom with the perfect hair and the perfect nails and the the little baby that's sleeping through the night and all that, that vision of how we think motherhood should be or is going to be and goes through this story with beautiful illustrations with humor and with darkness. So it shows both it's poignant and it's dark, but it's also going to make you laugh. And it's the number of moms I've shown it to, or who have bought it now that are like, and I just recently read it and at an event and there were so many women in the audience, like with tears in their eyes that came up to me afterwards. And they're like, that's exactly how I feel. And so in writing that, it was just, I just want moms to know they're not alone. Like we're not alone in this. Do you, are you familiar with positive intelligence yet? Have you been exposed to that yet? No. All right. Well, you and I will talk offline about that, but there's yeah. a, there's some beautiful work and research that's been done on positive intelligence. And it's a, it's a way of grasping the saboteurs or the shadow side or the gremlin, or there are a lot of yeah. language in yeah. coaching and therapy around the voices in our head that are, yeah. as you say, trying to protect us, but tend to beat us up. Yeah. And as you said, what you said, my saboteur, one of my lead saboteurs, my gremlin is a woman named Prudence, who is a, <laughs> Cold, calculating, <clears throat> yep. masquerading as a warm, loving mom, yeah. right? And her nails are done and her hair is done and she's always dressed perfectly. And yeah. she, and so when I hear mama bear with the effed up hair, I'm like, I know her so well. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So I cannot yeah. wait to see this book. And we will, uh. for everybody, we will have all these in the, in the show notes. I've already sent a note to Britt asking her to add them to our reading carousel. So oh, you'll be you. able to get them there. And I'm really excited about that. Thank you. So Joe, believe it or not, our time is wrapping. <laughs> so what I want to ask you is, first of all, how can people find out more and get in touch with you? Yeah, so my website is livinginjotopia.com. And the I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram at the same handle. So at livinginjotopia. I'm on Facebook, but not as much. So Instagram is probably the best place to find me at livinginjotopia. Okay. livinginjotopia.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And 
same in Instagram. So we'll get that in the, in the show notes. And as we come to wrap this conversation today, and again, all of her, the links to the books will be in the show notes. So you can find them there if you'd like. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners or something you hope that parents will take away from today? Really just the knowing that I think we tend to look externally to be able to find our light again or to find that sparkle. And I spent so many years trying to do that. And it's the biggest realization that it's actually, it's your sparkle hasn't gone, your shine hasn't gone, your light hasn't gone. It's right there inside of you. And it's all about allowing. So I, my, my, biggest advice would be to at first just go inward and start allowing that mm-hmm. feeling to come back. And you can have both. You can have darkness and light at the same time. Yeah, for sure. And in fact, that is what it is to be human. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this has been such a pleasure. So do you have a, a favorite motto or quote that you'd like to share? Oh my goodness. I, there's so many quotes that now off the top of my head, I, I can't come up with one that I one that just kind of goes with what I just said that I have for me is embrace the light within and share it with the world because we all have these different gifts and talents. And if we all would just embrace what's inside and share it with the world, imagine how much better the world would be. Isn't that the truth? That is such a a clear and simple truth. Thank you. So Joe, I want to acknowledge you for the journey you've taken and we're our taking and for still being on your journey and for allowing whatever to come up, come up for you as you move into this new adventure, I really honor what you've done. And, and as a fellow traveler, I know how hard that shift can be. So mm-hmm. I really want to respect and honor that for you. And thank you for doing this and bringing your light. It makes a difference. Thank you and so those much. those of you Martin. listening and tuning in, thank you also for what you're doing for yourself and for your kids, who you are and who you be sets the tone for your family and for the communication and the relationships you cherish most. So um, great lessons from today about bracing your, embracing your light within, allowing yourself to be the parent you want to be. You're tuning in here listening because that's who you are and where you're trying to be on your journey. So I really want to acknowledge that for you and um, look forward to seeing you on the next one. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Behavior therapy training for parents is actually recommended as a first-line treatment for complex kids. For information about Sanity School, our training program for parents or teachers, which has helped thousands of families around the globe, visit impactparents.com slash sanity school. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.